Hello, and welcome to Metachemistry. This is episode 81, and today we want to take some time to reflect on 2023 and kind of talk about what's happened this year with Infinity, talk about some of uh, highlights for us and some of our exploits, perhaps, uh, things that came out, things that we uh, liked the most or didn't really like, and uh, a little bit about what we hope for or are looking forward to next year. Also on that note, we will be taking a brief break uh, for the holiday season. And so we will be skipping our next episode. So this will come out, uh, I believe, on Christmas Day. Merry Christmas for those that celebrate. And our next episode should be back with you on January 15th, where we should resume our normal schedule. So thank you very much. We hope you enjoy your holiday season. And before we start the episode, we want to give our shout out to Mo Games, the sponsor of Metachemistry. And they are an online supplier of Infinity that you can find at mo-games.com. And for their sponsorship of our show, all of our patrons get a 10% discount code to that store. And in addition, we raffle off a $40 coupon code each month, uh, regardless of patron status, on our Discord. So make sure to join our Discord, and you can be entered to win that coupon code. Because what's better than games? Mo games. And we have the whole cast for tonight. Azoka, Ian, and myself. So, 2023. Uh, we're just wrapping things up. And so, what have you guys been up to over the last week or so? Azoka? Well, you, uh, you and I played a few games this last Thursday. They were, they were super enjoyable and just, just good, good fun to throw. <laughs> throw two tags in front of in front of some AP bullets. It was it was great. Dice were definitely rolled. It was rolled. of all the games of Infinity, one of them. <laughs> That's so true. Oh man, <laughs> I love I love these games. Like now that we're playing at uh, at a spot where we can kind of drink and just leisurely hang out and stuff. I love being mm -hmm. able to play games where I have like zero care in in the matter and just be like. Let's see what happens. I'm going to plop these yep. two bad boys down right in front of your Marut. Let's go. Let's take these gunfights. <laughs> My guys Definitely have been in. What happened? Down. This was great. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> and getting some games of uh, resilience operations in, which I don't know if you've had many yeah. of those just yet. Yeah, over the past couple of weeks, I've been playing ResOps because we were supposed to do a tournament for... Uh, our local local scene, and it was going to include ResOps in there, and I hadn't played it, so I definitely got to give it a go. And, you know, quick summary, I really dig it. It's really nice as a mission setup. It felt different both times I played it, which generally seems to be the consensus of how everybody else thinks about their games, respectively, in ResOps. And it also felt like no matter how the game was going, I had a chance in the game just as much as my opponent still had a chance, 
with the hidden information, it kind of keeps you on edge because you're not sure like how to keep your opponent from scoring. And I don't know what to think about that particularly yet, but uh, in dealing with it, it's really kind of interesting where I could be just destroying my opponent or, or vice versa and, and like not really know are they going to score five points because they might that's really yeah. cool i've liked it a lot Absolutely. yeah very cool uh, what about you ian oh yeah so we've been doing a little infinity uh also doing some res ops so that's been fun and then outside of that uh man it's been kind of crazy we've uh been involved in a Legend of the Five Rings RPG, uh, yeah. so that's been fun. We just kind of finished up the session for the year. Um, we're gonna kind of revisit and see if we're gonna continue or switch over to something else. And then, uh, weirdly, been getting a lot of Battle Tech in lately, so that's okay. been awesome. We're uh, some of us are starting up a kind of a. a campaign in the newest era that's just been launched uh so that's been kind of cool and then outside of that we've also got uh some of other people that we're game with we've got uh kind of a hybrid battletech rpg campaign uh where each person plays like one pilot and we have to work together to accomplish missions and okay. in XP and stuff and like improve our pilots and get new skills and things, but, but, but playing it as classic Battletech and it's, uh, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, so kind of seeing nice. where that goes as well. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. And, uh, for me, mostly getting in regular games of infinity, uh, again, cause we, uh, move spots. It's been nice that we've had a little bit more, a little bit more time. So it's a lot easier to get in two games a night. Uh, so that's been really great. I've enjoyed that a lot. Getting to try new things out. Uh, you know, a lot of times we're able to kind of round robin opponents more often than not. And so just getting to play this game that we love twice as much, which is great. Uh, I've been enjoying a brief stint into Shizvasti Expeditionary Force. And so that's been kind of fun. It's a nice experiment. I don't see myself sticking with them in kind of a long-term capacity, but, you know, I've got some paint on them now. Not all of them, of course, but got some painted stuff, which is nice. And so, you know, it's another thing that I can bring out periodically to push around the table, which is always good. So as far as this past year goes, it's kind of interesting. Uh, Looking back to kind of see some of the things that have happened this year, it's <laughs> it's kind of a lot, right? Like it's yeah. uh, it doesn't seem like some of these things happened this same year. So like for <laughs> so for Infinity, uh, there were a number of major releases. So we saw the revamp of Bakunin Jurisdictional Command early on in the year in March and that was pretty great they got uh, a bunch of new a bunch of new observance kits and uh, you know really expanded how the sectorial plays which is really interesting we've got some got some cool new additions and of course you know model refreshes refreshes which is always nice 
And then uh, hmm? the new stuff looks pretty good. I like the old Uberfall commandos, but uh, the new ones pretty slick. Right? Yeah. I mean, I think I generally like the style of the older Uberfall, but I can tell that the new Uberfall are definitely going to be a lot more stable and not have (laughs) tiny fiddly bits to break. So there's something to be said for that. Um, there was the end song and reinforcements drop, uh, which was the big Gen Con update this year. So we got an entire new game mode or sub game mode, depending on how you want to look at it, which is really interesting. And it sounds like things will be changing there after a recent studio update uh, from Austria. So I'm interested to see what that looks like, because I think that it hasn't really stuck as much. I know that there have been some reinforcements things that we've done locally, and I know other people are trying things here and there, but it doesn't seem to have been as gripping, I think. So hopefully some of those changes will make things a little bit more a little bit more interesting, a little more appealing. Yeah. And then of course, you know, shortly thereafter we had our new ITS season. So we have new order, which fixed a number of things that I personally didn't care for, so that was nice. Introduce resilience operations, which has been great. I've really enjoyed resilience operations for the game. That's been a lot of fun to play those. Yeah. And they feel like they're assuming you have all of the components for the game. Uh, it's a nice way to do kind of a pickup game at a semi-leisurely pace. And then re- for the oh god, it's a really good uh, challenge of your list building too. I think like you just bring a list there and just. Like put it to the test with with uh, the ResOps games. Yeah, it feels like there's a lot more room for experimentation because it's not like you have to build so specifically for a mission. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of nice. Then we got so, a couple of extra missions, didn't we? We got uh, B Pong and then last launch. Was was there evacuation? That's the other one. Yeah, so I got to play B-Pong and Last Launch Plenty, but I actually don't think I have played a single game of Evacuation yet. Yeah, and I've I've only played, I think, two games of Last Launch. I haven't played the other missions yet, which I think part of it has been the excitement of ResOps, because that's been a lot of our like weekly pickup games. Mm-hmm. And then for those who backed it, they finally got their copies of Tag Raid. So for a lot of units that have uh, long been proxied over the last couple of years, yeah. uh, there's official models, which is, which is nice. Maybe I'll even play the game. So that's something. <laughs> it could happen. We shall see. Yeah. Yeah, so what did you guys think about reinforcements? I know that uh, we went over it in our breakdown of the game, but hearing that they're going to add some new rules kind of sounds sounds really nice that they're taking, hopefully, some of the feedback that everybody has in mm-hmm. regards to it and yeah. Uh, yeah. using it to improve the system. I think it definitely needs to be 
revamped in some degree. Uh, the new model's great, but I don't think they're going to be very successful if those models aren't somehow folded into the base factions and sectorials. Um, but as far as the game mode itself, uh, like there just hasn't doesn't seem to really have been a whole lot of adoption of it. Uh, you know, I know a lot of people kind of played with it a little bit and they went eh, whatever. And then there's a couple tournaments, you know, bigger events that did it and you know, with some of the feedback and stuff coming back from those, um, it just, it doesn't seem like this is something that's going to stick unless it gets a revamp, which is unfortunate because I like the idea. Mm-hmm. I like the Same. fact that we're getting new models for some stuff, especially like when you look at, um, factions like Neoterra or Kapu that this is how they're getting kind of re-sculpts for some of their units. So right. that I like that, but I just, I feel like the mode in and of itself is a little bare bones. It needs a little, little something more to really make it stick, make it appealing to play over just doing a normal mission. I agree. Yeah. There was also a pretty heavy, uh, I guess, win percentage favoring to going second. Uh, at the tournaments that I had played uh, reinforcements in. And that's certainly got to be because the missions were also super tuned towards going second as well. So I'm curious how that went around the globe and if everybody else feels the same. Yeah, and I think that that's pretty interesting because they are they have already made some minor changes. I mean, not changes per se, but getting the... The recommend exactly clarifications. Their mission mm-hmm. recommendations, like, hey, these are missions that are uh, suitable for reinforcements because some missions it feels really awkward. Things that come to mind are like acquisition or any of the quadrant control or variants and things like that, where you can just drop a hundred points in zones or on objectives and the like uh, can make things really challenging if your reinforcements aren't the ones dropping last. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So yeah, I think that that was good to see that. And I'm definitely very curious as to see, uh, to see how they make changes moving forward, since they definitely want to do some modifications to the game mode. I think that it has a lot of promise, but some tweaks could really go a long way to get it there. Yeah. I agree. What about uh, Bakunin? What did you guys think about that? I personally loved it. I loved all the changes that they did to Bakunin. Stigmata yeah, looks think... cool. Sorry, go Stigmata is really cool. Uh, Stigmata is actually probably my favorite part of the Bakunin revamp just because it's something new in the design space. It's you know, being a specialist tag that's not that mm-hmm. it itself is a specialist. It's not the pilot that's a specialist. So it opens up and does something that's very unique in the game right now that none of the other tags do. And yeah. it operates, you need to play it in a different way than you would any other tag. And so I think that that is a super neat aspect of the Bakunin revamp is how 
they've played with the design space a little bit, and specifically with the Stigmata, but also with a few of the other uh, profiles. But that one in particular is just the standout. Yeah, I agree. I think that that was really interesting. Like, it does something unique, which is awesome. And it doesn't feel like it is an incredibly pushed profile, uh, which is nice. Um, but yeah, the model's beautiful. Uh, and Bakunin in general just had an explosion in profiles, it feels like, where, you know, you can sort of divide it into subsectorials with yeah. how much is available. Like, you can play pure observance, and then you can play pure weirdos yeah. for the rest <laughs> of Bakunin, you know, like, if you want. So, yeah, which I think is great. Like, that's cool that it feels like they have a lot of tools and a lot of interesting builds, but it feels like they don't have. It's not like they have a lack of weaknesses per se, like they have variety, but still feel like they have direction, if that makes sense. Yeah, mm -hmm. I totally agree. And like you mentioned that the stigmata doesn't feel pushed. I don't feel like the entire faction was pushed at all. Like it feels really good in as far as design goes it wasn't like like you look back at the year before at morats and some of their models and profiles still feel really pushed but i don't feel sure. the same with with uh bakunin mm -hmm. yeah I'm, I'm inclined to agree i don't feel like like there's definitely good stuff there like things that are powerful and interesting and different but it doesn't feel like it's you know anything that's like ridiculous or, or over the top, which is great. Like that's ideally where you want things to be at. Right. Mm -hmm. When did we so get yeah, the still phalanx revamp? That was, that was last, just on last previous. year. Gen yeah. That was Gen yeah. So that was with Hassassins. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, so that's been a little bit now, but you know, they also have recently been discovered to be an overpowered faction. Uh, after not changing for a year uh, yeah. so you know, watch, watch out no, right I think on you. yeah those those changes after uh you know a year and a quarter uh and time to be no, i mean i mean honestly i not that that's really in the purview of this episode but i think that uh, phalanx is powerful but uh, and they have some very strong units but i don't think they're necessarily over the top They've taken a few tournaments over the year um, sure. throughout this year. I know that a couple of people that we talked to did take mm -hmm. their victories via Steel Phalanx. Mm -hmm. But I also will say that when you look at who those people are, they were taking those victories in prior seasons with yeah. other factions. So I, I do think it's still like Phalanx is good but it's being wielded by good players that are looking at it as terms of, is this faction going to do what I need to do for this mission lineup? So I think sure. that's a and large I, part of it. I agree with that to some extent. Like obviously the players who play the best are still going to win, even if they're playing a faction that doesn't necessarily have the same set of tools. I will argue, though, that Steel Phalanx is just a ton of fun. Like, you just yeah. get cool, interesting units. Yeah. 
100%. I mean, I want to play them. The faction. They're what? It's characters, the faction. Kind of, yeah. yeah. And they yeah. all, you know, generally feel pretty different, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, again, you know, this isn't a Steel Phalanx episode. We'll, we'll, we might do another one of those <laughs> down the road, but it's not new. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so then again, there was ITS season 15. And I think that that was a great change for ITS from the previous yeah. couple of seasons. We got rid of free mercenaries, essentially. They've been relegated to an extra that probably will not get used which, or very rarely get used, which I love. Yeah, I think that's exactly where they need to put them, because I love the idea of just adding more stuff you can do to tournaments to make them different. Because mm-hmm. like, yeah, I mean, OK, so Blood Bowl leagues aren't necessarily as competitive or cutthroat as an Infinity ITS tournament. But I love playing mm-hmm. these Blood Bowl, <laughs> Bowl leagues with just like wild, wonky, crazy stuff like this last one or uh, not this most recent league that's going on now, but the one before that we had home field advantage and that just felt super cool and it was just wonky and made for some crazy stuff to happen. So I like that they I like that we introduce things to make them different. And I think that uh, in regards to what they added to the the bonus section for ITS 15, that's that's a great spot to put them. Because if somebody wants to run a tournament where you everybody can have a biker and we can relive mm-hmm. the old days of ITS 13 or, you know, throw out some Bashi Bazooks or go nuts and do all of them. If you're that mad of a person, um, I think that's perfect. Oh, and that, and I, I agree. My only kind of statement on it, though, is that I feel that. Just in the the wider community that the ITS extras are criminally underused. Mm -hmm. They don't come up very often. And it's like a pleasant surprise when there's an event that actually does use one or two. Uh, It's just I I do feel like they just don't come up. Well, I think that part of that is because there's been a general increase in extra rules surrounding ITS missions. And so there's less incentive to add extras on top of that. Like if the um, the quantum anomaly zones were taken out and put into extras and the um, quantum anomaly creatures were taken out and put into extras and things like that. Like in, if these weren't just randomly added to missions throughout and kind of spread across the roster yeah. and all of these things were in extras and we just kind of had the pure missions themselves and like oh and the you know the evo bonus or you know all of those sorts of things if those were kind of shifted to extras i think we'd see extras a lot more often and people could customize events pretty heavily which i think is interesting and you could also i think it would be kind of nice because that allows you to say okay all the missions in this event are going to apply the quantum anomaly zones. So you don't have to, you know, you don't run the risk of forgetting or well, <laughs> you're less likely to forget yeah. that these things are present because they're going to be every time. It's not, oh, wait, yeah, they're going to be in this mission and the last mission, but not the other missions or things like that. So I think that's why extras aren't really used as much is because there's so much going on already and if more of that was pared down and kind of left as intentional levers for organizers, I think we'd see those a lot more often. Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, 
I kind of see over the I've only been playing the game for like three, four years now or three years now. But um, I kind of see what they're trying to do with some of the ITS stuff, which is like in ITS 13, I believe it was where we had. Um, was the it a jungle bonuses. terrain? Yeah, the bike bonuses. Oh, no, it was yeah. mountain terrain. It was mountain. Yep. Yeah. Frozen so they're tra- Yeah. Frozen roads. Like I see that they're putting a theme on it. And I would really think that it's a good idea to have your missions reflect that theme. But sometimes, sure. like, I mean, okay, so I'm kind of going over my head, like, oh, it would be really cool to have just all of the blanket uh, missions that you're talking about. And then just have, like, maybe it would be cool to require at an ITS event, you just have those blanket missions, and then you have to pick one, two extras to include mm-hmm. with the event. So and, and those sure. could be, you know, there's the reinforced uplink where you, d- you don't suffer a loss of lieutenant or there's the the bikes or um, different things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, I think that it would be cool to do it that way, but then you would kind of miss some of what they're trying to do with pushing the story forward, I guess, in a way or making mm-hmm. a whole season feel like it's revolved around that. And maybe they can accomplish that and by just the basic missions. Whenever I think frostbite, I'm thinking of frozen roads necessarily. Sure. Well, I think if the extras also rotate with the season, yeah, then okay, they could be modulated with the missions a little bit and the overall theme. Like, okay, so season 15 would have an X theoretically have an extra for QAZ creatures and QA zones. And then you can either add those or not to your lineup, or maybe you do want to mix them up anyway and not have them mm-hmm. in all missions in your in your event. But then, you know, the next season, it's a different type of zone, just as it would be otherwise, and a different type of hazard or what have you. Is my thinking anyway. Yeah, I think that could be that could be fun. But yeah, and then, of course, we've talked about ResOps a bit, and I think that that is great for the game. I think that that is a really nice alternative play mode that I've been really enjoying. But uh, so one thing before we move on, I think it would be kind of fun to talk about our favorite new unit or new model release that happened this year. Not that we've played, right? Just one of the Mm -hmm. releases? Yeah, just what you think was like, what, what do you think was the coolest model? What's the, the sweetest looking model you've seen Samza. this year that came out? Samza? Samza's cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm more thinking like the profile and just everything all together, like in the package. Love Fair. it. Mine's weird. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's infinity adjacent. But the Steindraga <laughs> and Van yeah. Zandt duo from tag raid which is a significant reason of why i backed at the level that i did because i get to recreate the ridiculousness of reign of fire with matthew mcconaughey <laughs> as van zan fighting dragons with an axe yes so thank good. you cb you went full circle with that character and sculpt <laughs> yep there it is yeah i think for me the Let's see. I want to say the sculpts that I thought were coolest this year were probably the Pano Armbots. Like 
Those things just look oh, menacing. I love those so guys. Good. They, good. they do look good. I didn't think you'd pick it, but I agree. They are so I, good. The stigmata is up there too, but yeah, they just look really nice. And I want to get a couple boxes of those, but I don't play Neo Terra that much. <laughs> yeah. And I have the old models. But yeah, I like them a lot. Like they just look really cool. And I think my secondary well, I guess my secondary was the stigmata sort of. Honorable Same. mention for just like cool sculpts was the Juching reinforcement. Or yeah, the Juching reinforcement pack. The Hitei one, dude? So good. No, 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 not not the Hitei. I mean the high is ah. cool, but I mean the the six the pack regular pack with yeah. the Okay. With yeah. the they just strike me as like I almost I wanted to get those just to be cyberpunk models for rpgs or something like they just have this really interesting look that i associate with cyberpunk a bit i think it's just really interesting so i wouldn't i wouldn't mind picking those up at some point just to use as like enemies or npcs or whatever in a tabletop rpg so kind of weird maybe but i really liked how those turned out more than i expected yeah what about you ian what was your favorite um, like I just, there was, there was so many things that came out and it, it's hard for me to pick like any single one, but God, it's like, God, there was a lot of cool stuff. Like, like what all did come out? Like, wow. Well, all the Bakunin resculpts. Yeah. Um, a good chunk of the reinforcement boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, there were the the tags from Ensong, Maximus, and the Cascada. Uh, mm-hmm. They okay. released some more like Phalanx characters and some and wrapped up the Code One package for Phalanx yeah. and yeah. Hassassine. So there's some stuff in there. The new Rodex I mean, came out. The Oyori. Actually, Oyori is good, but I'm gonna throw Curveball. The ITS exclusive Hassassin Ayer is pretty banging. Is it? I've, yeah, I yeah, know. yeah. I, I know that more. Like that's a really cool one, and like it's kind of one of those left field like picks because like you don't see it very often, but it's actually really cool. Elitist. I am an elitist. <laughs> That said, I am totally, totally supportive of CB's like made to order of yeah. you know old ITS limiteds because even though I had to pay a decent uh, penny to get a few of those models in the past, I am totally down for it because I am for just about anything that undercuts the scalper market. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. Right so behind yeah, you there, buddy. So yeah, I think that's been, you know, kind of a a lightning round, as it were, for the last year and infinity. And I think it would also be fun to kind of talk about the last year in metachemistry. So just kind of wanted to, you know, we had our own Spotify wrapped as everyone's sharing their genres and playlists. Ours came up with uh, some interesting tidbits for the show. So one of the things that stood out to me was that our most played episode this year was our 
EvoHacker episode. And it was uh, about two and a half times our average play compared to other episodes, Crazy. which was really interesting to me. So I'd love to hear from uh, you all at home. You know, did you listen to that episode? And if so, what did you like about it? What brought you to that more than, say, other episodes or other content that we have? And uh, yeah, and see what other things that might be of particular interest. So I think that would be really cool to see because I I think the Evo hackers are cool and I definitely enjoyed yeah. us getting a chance to sit down and talk about them and some of the fun things you can do with them. Uh, but what did you think? It's a surprise, right? Yeah. Like it doesn't, it doesn't strike me as a flashy subject, I suppose. But I think it was, that was really cool to see. Yeah. And um, we also increased our listener base. So more of you have joined us this year, which is awesome. Uh, by 59%. So thank you so much for joining the Metachemistry community. It's awesome to uh, have you be a part of this. And again, we always would love to hear what, what people think. Uh, how did you find us? Did you, did someone recommend us? You just find us by searching, you know? Where did that come from? It looks like, best we can tell, it looks like almost 60% of people who found the show are getting getting to us from direct links. So for those that you are creating, for those of you that are creating direct links, thank you so much for sharing. That is yeah. super awesome. We greatly appreciate that. Uh, one, that you are willing to take the time to listen to our ramblings, and two, that you think that the ramblings are good enough to share. So that is much appreciated. So yeah, so from all of us here, thank you so much for joining the show and for listening to what we have to say and you know, giving us your time. So we really appreciate all that. And then there was kind of our personal happenings this past year in the game. So I want to talk about some things that we did this year in each of uh, each of our lives revolving around the game. So what were some highlights for you, either from a hobby perspective or from a gaming perspective or um, things that you got to do or see related, you know, revolving around the game that really stood out to you this year? You know, I would have to say... One of the things that stood out to me is got to be just my time spent in JSA and how much I enjoyed that more than I really in, expected to. I uh, Very cool. picked it up for for really most, I think about half the year I was playing it, played at the Krug, Arizona Armageddon and the like. And uh, it was just for some reason it just stuck and it was so, so fun for me. I just loved it so much. So I'm definitely going to be re revisiting them in the future again. Um, but yeah, as far as like sticking out to me, that's that's kind of like for my personal play. That's what I ran into. Nice. Shinobu has <laughs> just never ceased to impress me. I was like, you did what? Where? <laughs> oh, OK, that was awesome. <laughs> right. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. 
So yeah, and I uh, I didn't get to do a whole lot of hobbying done over the last year, uh, but I uh, did take Foreign Company for a spin uh, that yeah you listeners voted on. It's going to be my faction for last season, and did quite well with them. Uh, so you know, took them was doing really well for many many events. Uh, the highlight there was taking seventh at Salt Lake Showdown. Uh, with them, and that was just, yeah, had a pretty good spread of players there that I beat with them, but uh, yeah, it's, um, they're a very solid faction if you're keen to kind of play with some off-the-wall tools that aren't really present necessarily in those combinations in other factions. Uh, I liked them a lot. I think they're very versatile, and, uh, they're they were a little hard to put down moving on to a new faction, but now now yeah. it's uh, you guys decided on uh, Varuna, so we're doing doing pretty good with that and nice. uh, having fun there so far. We're gonna kind of see what uh, comes up with the events coming up uh, in the coming year. You know, I'd have to take note that uh, I love that you played the iguana as much as you did. I really do. I lo- I love that model so yeah. much, and it's seeing you play it and do well. Yeah, it's so. Oh, made me happy to see that. Yeah, it, it came in super useful because not only is it a four wound tag because between the tag and the pilot, which you don't really get on anything else. Mm. You know, it's it's useful just going in HMG flamethrower, heavy flamethrower fight and stuff like that. But the thing people forget about is that it has a repeater. <laughs> Yeah, and he has ECM and all this other stuff, so it's like a really good part of a hacking network. And yeah, there was times that I moved it up specifically so I could use the repeater through a wall on somebody. And yeah, sure. it was just it, it was it was great. It came in very handy. It was a piece that was key in most of the games I played with it. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Um, yeah, for me, I was able to uh, basically finish off my Tunguska Force, which was great. I played them most of basically all of season 14, and that was a really fun foray. Uh, I hadn't played any Nomads prior to that. And Tunguska is just really interesting to me. I like it because it's. I think because it just feels very well balanced because anytime I make a list for Tunguska, I kind of get this feeling that, Oh, I wish I could just fit one other thing here and it would be perfect. And every list is kind of like that (laughs) in Tunguska, which is really cool. And that strikes me as a, you know, a decent barometer of, how well costed a lot of things are. And, you know, there are certainly factions that have a wider variety of tools or more efficient tools in some circumstances. But I feel like Tunguska is in a really nice spot. It doesn't, it may not look like it <laughs> next to Bakunin and Corregidor, perhaps. But I think that that's a much like healthier area of the game is something in that 
general ballpark. Uh, so that was really interesting. Um, I also was able to go to SLS with both of you guys. Uh, yeah. My and your wife, Melissa, got to go with us, which was great. So that was fun because I, I very rarely uh, get to travel for out-of-state events. And so that was the one that I did this year. It was a blast. Uh, said Tunguska won Best Painted Nomads, which was super cool. And, you know, placed, I don't know, relatively well. I mean, not not awesome, but had okay placement and a lot of great games with a lot of good people. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that was a lot of fun. And then now I'm kind of <laughs> meandering through factions. Again, trying to decide, you know what I want to play, but yeah, so that was definitely one of the, one of the bigger highlights for me this year was SLS and, you know, kind of for now wrapping things up with Tunguska, which was super cool. That's great. Yeah. I think, uh, man, my spreads for placements were all over the place. I think, uh, mm-hmm. Well, let's see. What tournaments did I go to? I went to Salt Lake. I went to Arizona. We had the Krug. We don't crown the Krug, but we had it. Mm-hmm. And then I had... Actually, that that was it for this year that I had went to. Mm-hmm. So as far as like large, large tournaments, I think mm-hmm. I did the best in the Krug, and then I was pretty middle of the road for both Salt Lake and, and Arizona. So yeah, and so it was a great year for Infinity, and I think there were a lot of enjoyable moments, a lot of cool new releases, a lot of great games, and a lot of time well spent with friends. But we also want to kind of take a look and talk about some things that we're hoping or looking forward to for next year. But before we kind of talk about those uh forecast and thoughts. I want to give a big thank you to all of our patrons who support the show financially. It is uh, truly helpful that you're able to do that. It helps take care of a lot of the costs for the show, so things do not necessarily have to come out of pocket for these things, and that is really helpful. Everything that you contribute stays in the show, and it doesn't, you know, make its way back to us we don't uh not spend any of that on on our own personal things is all show related so it stays back in and we also want to encourage you to join our discord if you haven't already because if you're looking for a place to chat about infinity if you want to talk about even other games for example or you know you want to kind of talk to us get to know us a little bit better uh, you're more than welcome to drop by on our public server. And it also enters you in for the gift card we talked about at the top. So if you want a chance for that, for some Mo Games gift cards, you can do that as well. So feel free to drop by. As always, a link for that is in our show notes, and we'd love to have you. But with that said, Azoka, Ian, what are things that you are looking forward to in 2024 for Infinity, uh, whether that be new things you'd like to see, uh, guesses on the teased new sectorial coming out, or hobby goals, or gaming goals, like what? 
What is kind of jumping out for you? What are you guys looking for? I want to see GML nerfed. GML <laughs> nerfed. We also, I know we didn't mention it, but uh, the, vict, uh, the victor of Interplanetario did run a GML mm-hmm. uh, list, yep. and I have heard tell that it was uh, noted by the creators, so we may see some adjustments to it. We may not. But I would like to see that. That would be interesting. Um, yeah, that, that was we run. Yeah. And yeah, I hope that if that changes, I don't want it to affect Spotlight. I just want it to affect Guided. Yeah, I'm not sure what I want. Well, OK, <laughs> I know kind of like what I want, but I don't really know if it would be good, good for the game. So I'm just Brings excited to U-turn. see what happens. Dude. <laughs> Counterplay. Give us more counterplay. I love that yeah. fire used to burn off mimetism. Yeah. Just like a whole bunch of different stuff. That's super cool. Yeah, sure. Yeah. As far as that, I guess to kind of piggyback on that particular note, my if the goal is to lessen the impact of guided, my wish for that would be just change it so it benefits from targeted the same way everything else does. Instead of being a plus six with no other mods, be a plus three with no other mods. And then see how it goes. And if it still needs it, I totally agree. And bring back U-Turn, another reason for Evo bots. You know, you can do that in response to uh, a guided attack uh, or actively spend an order on it, I guess, if you really wanted to. Probably just always as an arrow. And, you know, have that apply an additional minus three. Or something along those lines. I think that would be great. Yeah, and we saw changes to Andromeda back a while ago. Maybe it was, was that 13 to 14? But we saw the changes where she got just just the three-point nerf, and that was enough to make it to where people stopped playing her quite as much, where she's still very good now. Yeah, but, I mean, I would see her her, all the time. Exactly. Her inclusion in factions that could take her was, was auto you know, near constant it was yeah, yeah she was always appearing in list it felt like and she probably dropped if i were to just spitball something without any actual statistics <laughs> i would say that she probably dropped a good 80 90 percent of inclusion rates for three points of infiltration i feel like i see her probably about 30 percent of the time when I'm playing against a faction that can take her instead of it being 90% of the time. Fair enough. Yeah. So yeah. So, so maybe I think that, that would be enough. Plus yeah. I'm also a fan of smaller incremental changes than hmm. large sweeping changes. Cause it's always easy to do another change than have, than have to reverse and then find the middle ground. So yeah, that's what I would think. Just make guided plus three instead of plus six to start. See how it feels. It'd be good. Yeah. It's a huge yeah. margin. Yeah. So um, I would like to. So I've got (laughs) I don't know how well I'm going to do this because my time is already running out, but uh, I would like to win a best painted contest by actually participating in a best painted contest. (laughs) I have my uh, Onyx, which is painted very well, but I didn't paint it myself. Obviously, I I, uh, got that one paid paid for and I'm super happy with it. It looks great up in the up in the cabinet. And I would like to take my Morats, get them painted and see if I can actually like like. Paint my whole faction or at least a whole list myself and then win a tournament or win a win a trophy. 
So yeah, the, the key there is to be the only one that enters. Yeah. Now playing like CA, so that's a little harder. Yeah. But winning by default is still winning. That's true. <laughs> I should yeah. play uh, Toha. Yeah. There you go. It's been known to happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, so hopefully I can do that. And then I really want to. I would like to, you know, there's always the want of taking first. I have never done mm-hmm. it at, at a tournament and at, at one of the like larger tournaments. So I think maybe that um, I'm curious. Or maybe that is looks like something that's more along the lines of playing stuff that is good, that is widely perceived as good, such as playing Kytox um, in Morats. They're phenomenal profiles, and I hear people talk about lists that work really well. So I'm going to try that and see if see what sort of le- leverage that gives me. And maybe maybe just in the past, I was playing two off-the-wall lists, and that's what kept me from being able to take the, ter- take the first. Really, I'm pretty sure it's I made play mistakes and it's not at all the list because i I would also caution that while it may be tempting to take the things that are perceived as good and that you see uh talked about and taken commonly it's also because they're taken commonly that's what people are prepared to face so they are gonna more often have that counter to that that answer to that whereas something maybe a little off the wall they may may catch people by surprise. Um, it's true. Sure. I said there's arguments for and against on both, but that's just kind of where I look at it. Is it's like, man, if everybody's taking this and like the meta shifts towards this, then everybody's going to be countering that, and they're not necessarily right. going to be prepared for something that's not in that area. You know, kind of talking about the meta counters and stuff. I I see that and I see that and love that in Magic, where I'm like, you're playing a metal meta deck like a net deck, and I'm playing something that counters you because I know I know what this is. Uh, mm-hmm. Here in Infinity, it's armor, right? Like if you don't bring something to counter armor, you just can't get past it. So I see people always trying to bring like AP weapons. Yeah, it's much more stylistic in Infinity. I think, as opposed to like specific units. So I think it's more and because also you can't account for specific factions that you're going to run into. You're accounting Drum. for tool sets. Yeah. So what do I do if I run into an excess of high armor? What do I do if I run into an excess of mimetism? What do I do if I run into you know, things like that? Like You're trying to guard against archetypes as opposed to individual units, which I think magic is also very much that direction as well. Unless it's bears, because then it's always specifically the bears. <laughs> or bears. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which, you know, one could argue that as super war bands, yeah. but it is generally bears that are the kind of poster boy for that. <laughs> yeah. Such as Eudoros and Hippolyta. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that. You know, I I would love to be able to get another travel event in this next year. So hopefully that works out. We'll see how that goes. But that would be nice. I'd love to see that happen. Um, yeah, I think. I don't know. I 
rules-wise, I keep thinking about reinforcements. I just am really curious to see what CB is perceiving as the problem, like what sorts of things are being reported and what they feel the solution is to those problems, because I'm not sure I entirely, other than there seems to be an advantage for the person who drops reinforcement second, and maybe that is in the entirety of it. But I'm curious to see what the perceived issue is and how they intend to resolve that. I think that will be really interesting to see. Um, and new sectoral, new sectoral. Uh, I yeah. am going to guess that it is a new O12 sectoral. That seems the most likely by far in my mind. And my wish list item would be that it's Bureau Toth which is the, for those that are unfamiliar, that's the O12 Bureau that manages uh, ALIF's oversight. They uh, basically maintain ALIF servers and have control from, you know, a number of locations that when combined, like form a kill switch in case ALIF were to ever, you know, get out of hand, things like that. So it's kind of the oversight division for ALIF. And I would imagine that that is... I feel like it would be sort of a mix between like OSS and Tunguska somehow. I don't, I like, that's just the picture that comes to mind in my head. And I think that that would be super cool. <laughs> yeah. But what if it's Bureau Noir? That sounds stupid. I know. <laughs> <you sound stupid. laughs> no. Um, Bureau Noir could be interesting, but Bureau Noir feels weird because yeah. it's there's not a lot of support in Infinity for it. Because mm -hmm. like uh, that's what uh, again for those that are unfamiliar, Bureau Noir is kind of the that's the kind of go to glue for parties in the Infinity RPG. Like you're a bunch of disparate agents from across the human sphere and are recruited into the Bureau Noir, which is like their uh, secret division of... It's like the hexahedron. Uh, <laughs> kind of, yeah, yeah. So I feel like that would be weird to implement mm -hmm. in O12 without feeling like an NA2 army. Yeah, I can, I can see that. Like, I, I think it would be interesting if there was like Bureau Noir agent was a unit that had several yeah. different like yeah. things that it could be like, but, um, but as a whole sectorial, it'd be awkward and weird. <laughs> yeah. Like I remember a long time ago, there was the, uh, Aleph posthuman sectoral mentioned mm -hmm. and that uh, years and years ago. Mm -hmm. And like, that sounds really cool conceptually but like what does that even look like and well now there are a lot we of have, characters yeah several of the optimates are in the game now and then of course with the the yeah. the standard post humans like there's a little more there not sectorial worthy but right. there's a, a foundation at least yeah like i don't think that's very likely at all no. uh, i don't know if we'll ever see that honestly mm -hmm. but, we're actually going to get a fifth or a sixth pano sectorial yeah, the earth bastion that would be cool. Uh, also, but I'm, no, I'm always rooting for the Gabkar Khanate. Like that's that's the one that we oh haven't God. seen that keeps getting kind of mentioned in the background. That would be really cool. But yeah. I don't think it's going to be that since Hasa scenes have been so recent. And of yeah. all of the factions that are currently in print, uh, O12 is the one that has the least 
sectorials and kind of stuff going on with them at the moment. So yeah, I think yeah. the O12 would make sense. I'd love to see extra, but I know it's not going to happen. I would love to see an extra sectorial as well. I I think that it will happen. I don't it's think it is while. the next release. Yeah, I think that that will mm-hmm. be a couple years down the road, is my guess. Mm-hmm. So there we go. That kind of segues nicely into another wish list item slash hope for next year, which Ian's kind of already touched on. I want my profiles from reinforcements in their home sectorials, please. Yes. That would be so nice. So, yeah, I mean, we saw this with um, Merovingia. We saw this with Capocalque. Uh, and a couple profiles otherwise here and there, but those are the ones that particularly Kapu, which really got a shot in the arm with reinforcements. Yeah. I'd like to see similar things show up in, in other places. And I feel like it would be silly to not have that happen at some point, mm-hmm. because then you have all of these packs that have been coming out that are locked behind an alternate game mode. Yeah, which may not... You know, with its negative reception, which may not even be played at all. So, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, especially things like, like a lot of the Neo Terra stuff in um, Code Capital could be used as proxies for other Pano models, especially if you're running, you know, you got a couple of bolts in there, you know, some other stuff that like would fit aesthetically with being a bolt. So, like, find there, but mm-hmm. like looking over it, like the Yu Ching stuff. That's all like completely new yeah. and it's a whole new aesthetic on a lot of it. So like that that right there, the Korean sectorial, that could be really cool too. And I'd like to see that eventually. Yeah, I think that that would be neat. I think that some of those don't fit. Extra are very much the same way where, yeah. you know, sure, they might have something show up uh, like, you know, Onyx kind of strikes mm-hmm. me as the place where we might see something other than just the Cuscuta. Yeah. But otherwise, ah. yeah, they, they seem like they're at home with a whole other sectorial down the road, which I think would be cool. Dude, if they just, I mean, I know I play Onyx, so I'm a little partial here, but they just, if they just wrapped the extra profiles that they have out now into Onyx, I would be so happy. I'd be so, so happy. Yeah. <laughs> I could see that. I mean, that's, that's not outlandish, I don't think. I think it's only like six of them. Yeah, I think that there's more room to put them in their own sectorial and then maybe some of the units either from the current lineup or the things they use to flesh out said extra sectorial into Onyx could yeah. potentially show up in Onyx. But yeah, that could be an alternative if, uh, mm-hmm. you know, there's not really an interest in putting them all together otherwise. So yes, any, any other kind of last minute things that, you kind of hope to do, see, or otherwise accomplish in the next year? Well, weirdly, my list is mostly Infinity-adjacent stuff. Sure. Um, so we got the Rem Racers game uh, coming out, looks like February now. Yep. And it just looks ridiculous. It looks fun. Um, you know, I'm down for other things that are set in the infinity universe and mm-hmm. uh 
it still has models. They may be a slightly different size, but they're still Infinity models. We'll see how that goes. Maybe they get folded into a faction if they're of an appropriate size, which they probably will be. I'm just saying. I'm excited for that one because it just looks like it's dumb fun. Uh, outside of that, you know, uh, Ramper Designs did their Kickstarter for or uh, crowdfunding campaign for Acheron's Fall, so the fleet game. So yep. that should hopefully be coming out sometime in the next year. Uh, we got to do some demos of that on a pre-release version uh, around the Krug, and it was a blast to play. Lots of fun. Uh, War Crow Adventures, the fantasy game that yeah. CB is doing, uh, should be yep. hopefully maybe coming out us uh, you know within the next year, uh, as yeah, well as. Gen I think Con, Gen Con. Sure. Well, so the the Kickstarter they did for it that's that's kind of up in the air. But the actual yeah, uh, the War, War Crow game. War game is looking like they're gonna debut that or at least give us the first big like announcement stuff for it at Gen Con this coming year. Mm-hmm. I do want to see that. Same. So yeah, I so said there's a lot of really cool stuff coming up that CB is doing that is you know, kind of adjacent to infinity related to infinity. Um, we did just get recently a, another graphic novel. Uh, it was yep. really pretty entertaining. Uh, if you guys, everybody hasn't checked it out yet, uh, go ahead and grab that. It is, I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, it brings in so many nice. of the characters from the game, uh, just different, you know, ones, of course it's, it's based around Aristos. So it has a lot of those characters, but it also brings in a lot of like bounty hunters and a lot of other personalities, um, around that. And like the, the criminal underworld of infinity. So hopefully, you know, they've been talking about doing some more stuff like that. Uh, there's also, while I personally have not had a chance to read them yet, uh, I believe they're releasing, very sooner has just released the second infinity novel and yeah yep so we're you know they're hopefully going to continue on some of that um but yeah there's there's just a lot of stuff kind of happening that is around the main game itself and as far as infinity itself uh i'm doing you know as mentioned varuna based on the vote of the medicam community and I've been having a lot of fun with that. So I'm going to you know, take that out where I can, uh, see how far I can push it. And I'm hoping to make it to more than just maybe one out-of-state event this year. Uh, you know, Salt Lake Showdown is kind of kind of the go-to. But also, hopefully the timing will work out. And uh, maybe the Burkay Blitz. Because that would be another one that would be fairly convenient to be able to make it to from where we're at um, and the New Mexico community down there is great. So um, I hope to be able to at least make it to those two uh, out of state travel for tournaments for me is a, is a little bit difficult um, with my work. So those two are more on the closer side to me. So hopefully I'll be able to make uh, those as I'd like to, I'd like to do more than just the one. Uh, I think it might be a pretty good, uh, Right for tournaments this coming year. Yeah, absolutely. Well, again, I want to say thank you all for joining us this year at Metachemistry. We hope that you continue to stick around our community. 
We're so happy to have you all. And with that, I have been Devin. Azoka. And Ian. And that's the meta. <laughs>